Welcome to Forbidden Cinema. Happy New Year. I know we're kind of halfway through the month, but still feeling that we could maybe accomplish something new this year. Vibe hasn't died just yet. Um, welcome to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Jenny. I'm Zach. And we watched Pretty Woman. I, I know uh, you guys got the the nice robotic insert for our Going Deeper last week. Um, you know what? Go for it, babe. I'm, I am happy that we watched this. I, I, I love this movie. Now, I mean, it, it was forbidden, and I like have like a very like memory of watching it and it was it was i was it was watched you know clandestinely on this lie yeah yeah so do you remember exactly where is it oh just, yeah across oh. the street at my neighbor's house like Man, the, that neighbor yeah yeah yeah. she no rules oh, no wow. rules i need to meet this lady <laughs> i have no idea what she's doing now she she, you're probably one. You're probably too old for her. She probably keeps oh man down uh, down aging on husbands. Yeah, I remember being over there. I remember the cover, Julia Roberts and her outfit. Now on the cover, she's not in like the outfit she wears at the beginning, but she's got like boots and legs. And I even remember. I, I feel like at the time, even like the conversation of like, well, that's not really her body. Like it's her head on a oh different body, like on the cover, on the VHS Oh, we cover. need to go deeper on that. Yeah, that, I think that's, I, I don't know even at this moment if that's true is or that not a th- true. Is that just a thing in your neighborhood or is that no. an actual conspiracy across the internet? I think it was actually an, a, a conspiracy across the interwebs. I mean, it might actually be a real thing. I, I don't know the answer. Okay. Um, but I know that that was part of it. I mean, just like listening to Roxette, uh, just all of it, you know, they, they have like an upstairs bonus room where we watch a ton of movies that I really probably shouldn't have watched, but definitely a lot of like Paula Abdul videos. And um, yeah, there was just a lot of, there were no rules and that was a fun place to be. <laughs> Your own little Neverland ranch. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> there were some rules. There, okay. there were definitely some rules. <laughs> there were more rules. Than there that. were way more rules than that. <laughs> so like more like the donkeys and Pinocchio kind of place. Like there's some rules, but. Right. Just, yeah. Like, this movies there were no rules on movies like gotcha, she gotcha. didn't believe really in censorship i don't think you know she didn't censor herself all right so i uh, so we got there off the, from amazon mm-hmm. and the tagline was written by somebody who sounds like actually speaks english so that was a bit of a bummer it was a bummer because you know like our reading of of the body of evidence which i just love batman loved. returns batman returns and- the what with a bat the Batman and Cat... I don't remember. They didn't even talk about the Catwoman. No, that she and didn't even mention it. It was like sick, seductive, uh, psychotic... It was like twisted, gross, gross, gross disgusting bird penguin man or... Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, then, you know, Birdman, Lobsterman. Lobsterman. <laughs> I don't know. What was it to say? Lobster Man or Lobsterman? I feel like Morty Lobsterman. He's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we play we play Pinochle down at the lodge. Morty, me and Morty Lobsterman. Because Lobster Man sounds like it's on the front of a tabloid or like at a <laughs> at some carnival barker is shouting it at Come you. See the lobster kid. Right, exactly. So I, neither one sounds right. I'm not really sure. Like what's a, a a crabber? A like who who? I've never watched Deadliest Catch. What are those guys called? I, I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm already doing impressions. And we talked about how I of no don't... one specifically though. No, 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 no. no. Just just. To... <laughs> Just street urchins, right? And just carnival barkers and <laughs> you know. people, guys down at the lodge. Yeah, yeah. I think I figured it out though. I've been really brainstorming on why, because I love impressions, but I hate impressions. At this, 
It's understood. I think I hate characters that everyone thinks they can do an impression of at the time. Okay. Not. I don't even hate the people doing the impressions. I just hate the character. Like the baby from Family Guy. Eh. I, you know I don't Forrest like talking Gump. babies. Forrest Gump. I mean. Austin Powers. My name is Jenny. I know. I have a tenuous relationship with Forrest Gump impressions. What, but yeah, I just think I said Austin Powers. Like, Austin Powers. Oh. I just, yeah, I think that people that do bad impressions of people just really make me just despise the, the character. <laughs> That's not the character's fault. I know. It's not. It's unfair. It it's really a cruel is. world out there. It really is. Uh, I did look up the actual tagline when this movie was released. Okay. Um, who knew it was so much fun to be a hooker? Ooh. I don't think that says anything about this movie. I And I think that introduces us into this movie is from 1990. Correct. And we're going to have some 1990 language. portrayals of language, and, of, of sex work, and of drug use. And that's – so if that's a trigger for you – you know, might want to maybe tap out now, but we're, we're gonna not try going to, to just... use when we describe someone. We're we're going to use as appropriate terms as possible. Um, I don't think I have any quotes from anyone that may, maybe I, I mean, do. the last I don't third know. of this movie is just George from Seinfeld saying "hooker" a lot. Oh, I mean, man, <laughs> I cannot believe he he outlived that role. Like I can't believe he or he whatever the word I want like that he is able to live down that role. That oh. It didn't just you know like what's his face in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. people just like Walter Peck. Walter like, Peck. Kids people are like just, kicking him in the streets. Exactly you know? <laughs> like that. I can't believe that he got to go on and be funny and beloved post this. Yeah. Um. I guess it was because this is huge. I mean, well, maybe it wasn't, but I, I felt like this movie was huge. Uh, this movie cost fifteen million dollars to mm-hmm. make. I think something like that. It made. Four hundred and fifty million dollars yeah, nationwide or, or internationally. So yeah, I made a ton of money overseas, which is a little weird. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, tall ladies. I mean, it's <laughs> 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 an anomaly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm sorry if this is offensive to both Asians and sex workers, but I think like Asian culture and sex work is a little behind the times uh, in in the '90s. But oh well. Uh, well, you know, everybody's behind the times in the 90s true, at this true. point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I mean, like I said, I love this movie. And the, every time I see it, it ho- it holds up. It's a great movie. It's not what you think it is. I'm curious to ask you because it, it, it's usually the other way around. But you said you really hadn't seen it. I've like, never start seen this to movie finish. ever. I, I don't think I've seen any of it. I might have seen maybe two or three minutes of the polo scene with you before. Okay. But that's the entire experience I have with this so film. So what's, what's It's a romantic the comedy, mm-hmm. and I was a teen boy, and so there wasn't much to really... It wasn't... The juice wasn't worth the squeeze. The You know, it was forbidden because it was about sex work and right. swear words and sex and whatnot. So it was absolutely forbidden, but there wasn't enough in there to try to clandestinely view it. Oh no, so, I wouldn't have I would not have expected you because word would like have all ha- the guys at the at the party like, right. like you know, sneaking around the copy of pretty woman and Yeah, I mean there would have been something I would have had to go through the playground and the zeitgeist um, about something, some flash of something for anyone, you know, in, in nineteen ninety, so you would have been ten and you know, in that age group. Uh, to want to see it. So, no, I, w- I don't expect you to have wanted to see it at the time or been on your radar at all. But, like, what's your th- takeaway now, like, just as a movie? Like, bring it on. Can we put two songs in and then we can just throw away My Fair Lady and have this instead? Let's get, let's get two <laughs> musical numbers. 
it's got a happy ending. Spoiler alert. It's true. It does. I mean, it is Pygmalion um, to a you know to a certain degree. Yeah, I know that's where that's coming from. I mean, my Fair Lady is one of my favorite movies of all time, but it's such a downer. Can we just end like we ended this one? Like, can we? Photoshop the two. I don't know if we can Photoshop Rex Harrison climbing up a fire escape, but if we can, let's do it. I don't know. He definitely would have gotten his tweed like caught on something. Deep I don't fakers. Know. Stop making Taylor Swift porn and start start making a My Fair Lady pretty woman. Yes, mashup. let's make this happen. Okay, okay. We realize that you've been using your talents for one way. We need you to stop for just. A few weeks, okay, just just enough. To, <laughs> no, just get some rendering time towards this, and then we'll let you go back to your your disgusting lifestyle, your, your nefarious <laughs> deeds. Because yeah, who's who's not going to believe that uh, some delightful person is not doing something terrible on the internet? Oh yeah, I think all of the uh, the deep fakers out there are just delightful people in real life. You know. <laughs> Oh no, I wasn't talking about that. They're productive members of society. They just that's what they do as a hobby. I wasn't talking about the deep fakers. I was talking about the people that they make seem like they're doing porn or seem like they're doing, you know, terrible, horrible things. It's like Betty White is not doing porn. Like, you know? Uh, R.I.P., hey, I'm too sorry. Soon, too soon. Pour one out for, for Danny Tanner. Pour uh, one out. We're yeah. recording this basically in real time. Uh, there's a huge winter storm that may or may not be coming. Uh Conservative estimates of 1 to 15 inches of ice and snow. Welcome to the South, y'all. We don't know what's going on. (laughs) So we're dropping this uh, tomorrow. Uh, So if you guys don't get an episode next week, send help. Come (laughs) on. Our cats have eaten us. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, not like that we don't feed them a ton. Bring something warm and some granola bars. (laughs) And some bourbon. But, you know, (laughs) that's beside the point. That's just, that's just, that's just polite. good manners. (laughs) Can we get one of those dogs with the little thing? Oh, like St. Bernard? Yeah. Can we get one of those? <laughs> with the, with the, the barrel of whatever. I don't know what's in Probably there. Probably brandy or something. I don't Probably. know. Probably. Brandy's supposed to like wake everybody up. I don't know. Right. Um, okay. So yeah. love. I mean, it's, it's a great movie. It holds up. I mean, it's got some, you know, some language, but the, the sentiment is right. And it's just compelling. I mean, I have notes. The sentiment is a little bit like rich white man goes into another world and changes it. There's a little bit of colonialism in there. but Overall, but but she doesn't, I mean, if it was exactly that, then she would have taken him up on all the offers right off the bat. True, he, true. He changed he learns, a little. He learns as much from her as she does from he him. Just like Henry little, Higgins and Eliza. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't. <laughs> he just learns that he needs slippers. <laughs> So the next note I have is Carol Lombard. They're just showing, they're introducing the Hollywood Walk of Fame, mm-hmm. and they go with Carol Lombard. Great, but yeah, I'm curious as to why they chose that one. Um, they chose that one as to like where their territory that's stops like the and establish- No, that's the establishing shot is Carol oh. Lombard. I forgot who the, the their the- territory was. That was a little later on. I'm not sure. Yeah, Carol Lombard, even in the 90s, I mean, I know who Carol Lombard is, but I grew up in a foregone era right um, i would have movies. thought arnold schwarzenegger sylvester stallone maybe yeah, they were even they it was even too early for them square, or squares hollywood squares hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the middle making wacky jokes <laughs> sorry <laughs> um they may not have had, not have had stars at that maybe point maybe not i don't know 90 i mean that's for schwarzenegger 90s way too yeah, early true, for that true stallone maybe, maybe. but kind of doubt it i mean i think that probably 
I bet at this time. Who was the biggest star on the Hollywood? I'll have to look that up. Who was the biggest star on the job. Hollywood Walk of Fame in that's 1990? That's your job in this podcast <laughs> is to look it up because I know it's your favorite thing. But also, too, I would imagine in the 90s, it there probably was a little bit of a, it's not as cool. Because um, I think. Okay. Like, I mean, I've, you know, you walk, some of those are kind of, you know, torn up. They've, they, I think it went through a resurgence of, you know, a remodel and a refurbish. I guess we grew um, up in the Planet Hollywood days. And so yeah. that was just the epitome of luxury and, and coolness. And, but I don't know maybe that it wasn't. It was all like Bing Crosby and I bet and it stuff was like for a while because I think you buy your star. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think say you have to be nominated maybe, but you still pay for your star in like the upkeep I or whatever. I pay for Alice Cooper's. Did you? Uh, just that's a, cool. Ten bucks, but you know. But yeah, I bet uh, that's that's my gut feeling at this time that there probably hadn't been a lot of people added. That I think you're dealing with a lot of older Hollywood stars. Gotcha. I mean, they make an Esther Williams reference, right? I mean, then uh, Alfred Hitchcock or or Cary Grant or I mean, Jimmy Stewart, like somebody. I, don't I mean, Pole. Like, do you know? Yeah, I'm sure you know who Esther Williams is. Yes, yes, right, but. She she did synchronized swimming. Everybody, there were movies built all around a woman who did synchronized swimming. That was the whole gimmick. Like, and people watched them, and they are great. Next thing I have is the establishing shot of the hotel. Do you have anything? Or I guess it's, it's, it's where they're living, but the establish the apartment, but the establishing oh. shot. Do you have anything before that? Um, I just have like the Holly. You know, it's Hollywood. What's your dream? Which I just love. I mean, I, I think he's the heralder. He's the chorus. I think um, that was a little weird, but then when it came back at the end, mm-hmm. I all of a sudden I was like. I get it. I'm on board. Da, 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 da. I really expected the movie to open with Pretty Woman. No, but we don't meet her first. I, you know, we meet we meet him first at right. the cocktail party um, or whatever party. I kind of liked the way that we met them, mm-hmm. um, the different pieces. But also, Hank Azaria is the cop. Uh, <laughs> that when they, you know, and then I also have like. Even true crime draws people in yes, in, in the yes. '90s. You've got tourists from Orlando. Which is Orlando. Orlando. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Taking pictures of of uh, an unfortunate person that they just pulled out of the dumpster. So the 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 drive has been there forever. Yeah. Can Everyone's... we stop saying crackhead though? Like, oh, I didn't say crackhead. No, but I, they in the movie they say crackhead they like forty five times. I know, but also too, I think like crack was new. I guess. I think that Laura Sanjacomo is making a differentiation between herself and these people. Right. That she's on drugs, but... But they're she's crackheads. Not, they're like, crackheads. at least she's not a crackhead. Right. Um, so I, I I, think she's using it disparagingly to make herself seem better. I gotcha. I gotcha. Which, I mean, it's still not great, but I, I don't think, you know, the... I, I didn't feel like that was, like, the whole vibe of the movie. I guess, yeah, then you have the establishing shot. So I think I've a flip-flop. So, only the H and the O are lit up. <laughs> That's true. I, was the, That had to be on purpose. It had to be. That's true. I didn't, I saw it, but I didn't, like, click it. I mean, we're coming from a hell here kind of moment. and Right. Only the H and the O are lit up. Come on, guys. That's, that's really on the nose. They were laughing all night long when they, they came were. up with that idea. They were, like, doing so much cocaine. They are like, why don't we just say, oh, like, <laughs> Which is so funny because, I mean, we talked about this, like Gary Marshall is the director, which is then my next note, because he is the guy that um, 
Richard Gere asked directions for, who's like dumpster diving or diving through trash. We don't even see his face, but I recognize his voice. Um, so I don't know if is he if he is in all his movies um, like that. I haven't I spent noticed. A little time looking at him before this. I know we normally don't, but I, I I just couldn't help myself. Sorry, it's been a week since we recorded the last episode, and uh, I have always kind of thought him of him as not Fonzie. I feel like he okay. looks. He, he's got some Harry Winkler. Now, like Harry Winkler now, then, like. Right. I I always kind of think of him as like, that's the guy that's not Fonzie. And, you know, he directed a bunch of movies and he Mm -hmm. was in most of them. Mm -hmm. He created Happy Days. Oh, I didn't realize he created Happy yeah. Days. So, and all of the spinoffs. All the, all of the, I mean, the we've got Shirley. Shirley, which is his daughter. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, Mork and Mindy. He's he's written like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of episodes of television. He's gotten a lot of Lifetime Achievement Awards, but like never won any sort of major Aww. award ever in his life. That's a bummer. Never been nominated for an Oscar. And it's kind of crazy. What I really kind of take away from this, and we'll, we'll get in a little bit, is he also, in the same way that we kind of joke about the the brat pack and the rat packs and the the frat packs, and he he has a he has a team too. He has a squad. He and Hector Elizondo oh, have more, like so many projects. There's so many more people in this movie that show up in the Princess Diaries that show up in. They're all over the place. We're it, jumping ahead, but that we are. dinner scene in the Princess Diaries, we'll get there. Oh right, we'll get right. that's true. That's true. Now that you're th- you're talking about that, but but yeah, this. Can we you, take a step back? Sure, sure, sure. Sorry. Have you ever markered your shoes? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just figured that's something every lady has done. I've markered mine before, so it's picture a uh, band camp, and they order the wrong shoes for my first year, and everybody else has black soled shoes, and they order white soled shoes, <laughs> and so all of us new guys are sitting there with magic markers, markering our shoes black. I have markered a, a Sharpie to pair of point shoes before to make them black, because um, they're satin, so mm-hmm. like, it just you're not going to go buy, I mean, it was an older pair, and I was getting a newer pair, so I made them, I made them black for, to be uh, Maleficent. <laughs> Also, that I love fire escapes. They're so cool, but they seem so. I mean, I just watched. I'm coming off of watching West Side Story oh, in the gotcha. theater about a week, two weeks ago, maybe now. Um, so yeah, I mean, all the fire escapes give me all the fire escapes. It's just I mean, we've got our spot in New York, which we love. But if we go sometime, maybe we should get an Airbnb and smoke a cigarette on the fire escape. <laughs> I don't, I've never smoked a cigarette before, but you just just love creating a vibe. It just seems like the thing to do. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. The next letter I have is them after the meeting. I just have that a street smart young Julia Roberts. I bought it 100%. Yeah. I don't think, I think I, you know, didn't really become aware of Julia Roberts until later. And she's always just been sort of a slightly glamorous, middle-aged, rich white lady. I would have never thought of her in this role. I think probably have you ever seen Mystic Pizza? No. There's there's some of that attitude. Okay. A little a little bit. Like not anywhere near. Um I was I was just expecting to see Ocean's Eleven, Julia Roberts trying to play a street smart streetwalker and like uh groan. But no, I I bought it one hundred percent. She's got so much good attitude. And I wonder where she's actually from because she she is more southern. I know she's playing someone she's playing from, from Georgia, but her but accent was. Pretty it seemed really natural. It did. It did. The way, yeah, the way she spoke seemed very natural. I mean, then of know, course, almost as natural as Reese Witherspoon. Uh, you know, she's she's really good at faking it. So, 
Sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. I mean, she's from here. Yeah. I'm, kind I'm, of, I'm maybe. But she could, you you could say that to me because people think Taylor Swift is from here and she's not from here. Um, <laughs> she's from like, you. so you could tell me that Reese Witherspoon is actually from Connecticut and they moved here for some business purpose. Right. I would believe that too. Um, I have, no. So they get in the car. He's got, you know, this hot car a stick shift that he's basically stolen from Jason Alexander. He doesn't know how to drive it. He's screeching it all over the place. It's a Lotus, which is, could you get any more eighties and nineties? Are there <laughs> Lotus anymore at all? I, I mean, think maybe there are still in Europe. I, the last time I played a Gran Turismo game, uh, <laughs> 20 years ago, you could still get a Lotus in Italy. Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, who knows? But so she gets in the car, she's giving him directions. You know, they've got some banter going back. He has her drive the car and oh what, what does he even say like oh, oh a stiff price like a stiff price and, and she reaches in and she says um no but it's got potential so i wonder like did, did you feel like it was a madonna technique did you feel like it was like we could, his arm was in the way we couldn't see her technique <laughs> we, I, i'm going to live my life without i don't know maybe we should look up does julia roberts grab any more dicks i Hmm. I feel like she was a big enough star after this that she didn't she have to grab dicks. She probably didn't have to. I feel like Madonna was a big enough star she didn't have to. I think she I just think wanted she to. I think she likes to. Yeah, I think I mean, maybe we should go back in sex where she's shaving the dick. And the, I feel like there's a real <laughs> underhanded or over overhanded like, tilt of the wrist in that. So. My silence is me instantly regretting bringing up this topic. Um, but but no, I just, you know, yeah, she, she makes a quippy. That's really kind of the only quippy sex thing that she says. She does later on, speaking of dick grabbing, she's going for it through his trouser leg. Like, thank you, 1990, for having pants where she thinks this is even an option. <laughs> uh, yeah, not now. Definitely not now. Oh, man. Well, she only gets to his knee, but, I mean, she could have kept going. Right, right. I have a note, and I don't know what it says. I'm bummed. I have that we have the big, what do you, you know, what's your name? What do you want it to be? Mm-hmm. I feel like Edward missed a real good moment there. Like, what's your name? Edward. You know, like. You could equip back. What do you want it to be? You know, <laughs> that's true. But he he wasn't there yet. He, no, no, he he, was, he wasn't in that space yet. He was still very, very wooden, if you will. I said, oh, channeling, sort of channeling Georgia, and then like, is the Beverly Wilshire? Is that the same as the Beverly Hills Hotel, or on, on like on Rodeo Drive? Because I feel like it is in terms of where they're showing it. But I've been in that hotel, and that's not the lobby of that mm. hotel. Um, Beverly Hills, uh, is actually much smaller. Like when you go in, the lobby's very small, so it's not as grandiose as that. It's been a that. bunch of years though, so who knows? True, true, true. But it's smaller now. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, than it, than it appears to be in 1990. Like the smaller, like probably five years ago. Um. I have, I want an envelope at a hotel desk. I want somebody <laughs> to pull an envelope out of the little the little card catalog that has my room number on it. Any messages for 714? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, Mr. Newton. <laughs> All right, then I have, you're on my fax. <laughs> I love everything about that. Nobody would say that. <laughs> you're on my printouts. You're on my reports. You're on my, you don't say you're on my fax. That is just like trying to be relevant in 1990. Well, just, I mean, he's got a fax machine. Like, ooh, yeah. like you know, he's got a fax machine in the hotel and people are faxing him like all night long i mean it seems like it this is probably about the time that wrestler michael wall street uh was getting faxes <laughs> in the middle of the mess in the middle, in the middle of, of the, the matches to get uh, for upgrade his the computers at his uh, wall street firm were giving him upgraded uh, strategies <laughs> that's hilarious that is hilarious 
But, um, oh man. Okay. So like right after that, like she's like, well, I haven't heard that before or whatever. So she leans and, and then she pulls out condoms and she's got all kinds of fun choices. And he says, I profane safety is what he says, which is so odd and weird. And I don't know. It just, it stands out on a lot of levels. Nice safe sex message for 1990 though. I don't feel like. You see that in movies very often from that time frame. I think also, too, so it's, yes, absolutely. I think it's an opportunity to throw that out there. I mean, we, we are still highly talking about AIDS and HIV during 1990. Yeah. I think that's when it's really starting to kind of make it into the everyday. Um, but it also, he, like, doesn't know how to deal with this, and it's just another way to make this transaction, which he's used to transactions, but not like this. Right. Yeah. She's and making to, it uncomfortable for him. Right. Like he, well, she's like also like, you know, time is money. Like let's, let's get, she is him to sex. Like she is to yes. sex what he is to battleships. And... When, and that is the whole point. I mean, that's really one of the, the bottom line takeaways. It's that they're very much the same person, um, just in different situations. And, and we get there, and he says it. So I appreciate that he he does get the message. But yeah, right away, like he's he doesn't know how to react to someone aping that back to him. The next thing I wrote down is that you turn me on in so many ways, but I never want to watch you floss. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Keep um, some keep some mystery, guys. <laughs> keep the romance alive. Well, and I have that too, like the the privacy of flossing. Like here she is in a in a space in a world where she's putting everything out there, but that's something she wants to keep private. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that's like too personal to like let anybody else see. Uh, so yeah, that's fine. I agree. It's it's not flattering. Um, it's it's important. Oh, but even before that, you know, he's like, well, why don't we just get the money out of the way? Like, you're worried about the time in the night. Like, what if you just stay the night? And she's like, you couldn't afford it. I'm like, really? I mean, I think even at this point, I mean, maybe like at the car, maybe. But you're in the penthouse of this hotel. It's obvious he's like living here. He's here for a while. He had no problem. He did say the hundred bucks for an hour was a lot of money. But, a stiff price, but yeah. <laughs> but like this guy is worth millions, and like, yeah, three hundred bucks isn't really gonna gonna. No, especially it. when she throws that out. I mean, if she had gone higher, maybe. But like, even just like you couldn't afford it. Like, um, I'm pretty sure just looking around me that he could afford three hundred bucks. Yeah. Like later after the whatever, where you know, like I would have paid you for, like I would have stayed for two. That was that was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, we start yeah because he's immediately very quickly starting to be just enamored with her really mm-hmm. like intrigued and just like who's this person because he's not even he's he's bitten off more than he can chew like he said right. like there's something about you come up i don't really know what i'm doing i don't really know what to do with you now that i'm here because this is not really what i do like and i'm not even an intimate person really so obviously i'm sure he has sex but it's not until she's kind of just being really candid as herself that he is kind of giving her the eyes right. where that like, she tend to takes the signal. I mean, she's watching I Love Lucy. She's laughing broadly. She's, <laughs> you know, just like eating 
Um, and then so she she abandons her her leg dick grabbing. Right. And starts to go down. Uh-huh. And she just mutes Lucy. She doesn't turn it off. I know. She even looks at it. <laughs> she she watches some of the TV show while she's going down. She's like, I, you know, you know, this is I just do this all the time. Right, so, that's true. you yeah. know, I mean, I, but I don't get to watch I Love Lucy all the time. <laughs> we don't have cable in that. <laughs> probably hole. not. Probably <laughs> that's not. That's probably on Nick at Night. So, you know, it's definitely a cable <laughs> channel. It's definitely not being broadcast. No, 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 no. For sure not. Oh, yeah. Like, basically, you know, I don't, I don't kiss on the mouth. Like, he's like, I don't either. Like, they're mm, the same. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, she doesn't for one reason, he doesn't for another reason, but kind of for the same reason. It's it's too personal. It's letting someone in too much. Um, and, you know, she does it for probably for safety, for her for her heart. So, you know, and also just, you know, she does this. It's a, but he also does the same thing. He doesn't want to let anybody in. I have completely off the subject, but we are talking about a uh, merger and acquisition firm here. Mm-hmm. And it is, they make them out to be pretty sleazy and they do some pretty sleazy things. Right. But the dirty little secret is pretty much everybody makes money. Even the people that get screwed make money in those. Yeah, they're getting bought. Yeah. They get paid. Um, but like it's... they lose their company, but they make millions and billions of dollars. <laughs> are you making a Carl Sagan impression? <laughs> I might always be kind of thinking about making <laughs> my life might be <laughs> a Carl Sagan impression. Uh, that seems fair. Singing Prince in the Bathtub. You got anything before that? Mm, um, I don't know if it's right then. She says something about him being a pretty smart guy. And she's like, I only finished the 11th grade. And she's like, how far? I guess that's a breakfast. Af- no, that's a breakfast. That's a breakfast. Um, and um, she's like, you know, how far in school did you get? And he said, all the way. <laughs> like he's making a, you know, kind of a sex reference, but he's talking about, you know, going all the way, but through school. And I just, I thought I, I kind of obviously would have missed that much later, you know, much earlier on. So I appreciated it. And oh, She's asking him what he does. She's tying his tie. And she's like, so you don't build anything? You don't whatever, whatever. And I was like, say anything. And immediately. Yeah, is, is, that, say anything. is that what Lloyd Dobler is going to do? Gonna <laughs> He's like, I don't want to buy anything. I don't want to sell anything. I don't want to make anything that anyone's going to buy or sell anything. That <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you guys haven't watched anything, go watch Say Anything. It's it's probably got some problematic stuff, too. But it's fun, especially for that speech Yes. Um, at the dinner table. I have a Walkman and a heart. Like, I just love seeing a Walkman. Did you have the original yellow Sony Walkman? Watch out. No. Oh, either did I. That was that would have been before. And my parents wouldn't have bought Sony. They would have bought, like, Roni or something. <laughs> Whatever you could buy at Big Lots <laughs> that they had 50000 of, that's what they would have bought. I don't remember what I had as a cassette player, but I did have a Discman, like mm. a Sony Discman down the I, line. I did not. I did have a pretty nice CD player. My sister borrowed it, and somebody stole it out of her car because she didn't lock the door, so they bought her a new CD player. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know there's a lot there. <laughs> I mean... I had a boombox, too, like a boombox with the CD player that I got in fifth grade, and I would, like... We'd have, like, picnics and stuff at school, and I would bring it to school, like... More than once. Like, it's so weird. So then um, the red little smoking jacket that she's wearing? Yes. That is so cool. Oh, yeah. I never really thought about it being a smoking jacket, like kind of like like a heft jacket. Is, is that not what it is? No, it probably I, is. I, I just never really thought about it. It just seems like... Is it a raincoat, maybe? or is, I don't No, know, it's, it's, it, was, it wasn't a rain jacket. It's something... It's not meant to be worn the way she's wearing it, and I think it's really cool. And I feel like it just showed up, and I like it. 
Um, basically, he you know he proposes he wants to pay her to be at his beck and call because we established at the beginning with him that that's the way he treats all his girlfriends and they don't appreciate it. And she she adds on and says, you know, yes, she'll be his beck and call girl. So you know, a little bit a little bit of extra. And then I just have like her eyebrows are so good. <laughs> like, they're just so good. Like, I mean, everyone wishes that they had her eyebrows. They're just perfect. Can I mean, we be 22 and Julia Roberts again? Oh, she's I mean, so gorgeous. Her, her I, I wasn't, smile. I wasn't Julia Roberts when I was 22. But can I? <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, I wasn't either. But she was just, just so gorgeous and, like, just perfect. I mean, and also cool, you know? Yeah. Just cool. The phone banter. When he's calling her, uh, I she love it. It's so good. All I said was like, "This is the best banter since charade." And then, charade, and then charade pops up later. Pops up later. Yes, you know we've talked about that. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, that's when you know she's she's cracked him a little bit. Yeah, like he wouldn't he wouldn't care. He wouldn't he would, banter with Jason Alexander. No, he, he he would just talk kind of slow like he does. And it's did you notice that? He does talk slow and I do make a note of it when he's playing piano and he asks everyone to leave and he just has to say it like very quietly and whatever and everybody leaves and she's like you must be a powerful man, you know, and mm-hmm. that that comes across pretty easily. Oh, she, you know, she calls uh, Kit or Laura Centricomo and she's like, I can't believe I gave them to you. I'm like, this would not have turned out the same way if this had been her. Not even remotely. This would have been like that uh, movie with Christian Slater and where there's accidentally a a dead prostitute in the bathroom of very bad things. I think it's it's got Daniel Stern. Uh, I've heard of that. I haven't seen that, though. This would have been that movie. (laughs) Richard Gere trying to cover up a dead prostitute. Yeah, because she would have been doing drugs in the bathroom, not just trying to floss her teeth. (laughs) Very bad things. I don't think anybody thinks it's a good movie, but Christian Slater's character is kind of a recovering drug addict who's now a motivational speaker. And so he's kind of motivational speaking the guys through everything. Mm, okay. I could see that. Um, like, we have done a very bad thing, you know? <laughs> like, yes, calling the cops. Like, that is an option we have. <laughs> like, let's discuss our options. Let's, feels let's very Tom Cruise. It feels very Tom Cruise. It, it, it pretty much is. It, it's Tom Cruise before Tom Cruise was woo Tom Cruise. I was actually listening to, to something. This is completely, completely off the subject, but on Tom Cruise being woo Tom Cruise. And I was listening to You're Wrong About. And they were talking to Jessica Chastain um, about the eyes of Tammy Faye. And they, she was she made a point that it's like, we're so uncomfortable and so want people to be cynical that we can't even accept we have to throw shade at someone who's just fully full of joy all the time or or, or like you just him jumping on the couch and proclaiming his at the moment love for for katie holmes which who knows but like it's okay that he felt that great and that good like we don't have to like just go (laughs) but i don't know i mean there is also the scientology thing i don't know that's separate that's that's a thing it is a thing Fine dining. Yes. And I just have Hector Elizondo. I, I have mean, fine dining before Hector Elizondo. I mean, we, we, get, just, like, was, we just, I mean, let's just take a moment and just a heart on him for a minute because he's just so amazing all the time. And this is where that starts. This is where our love affair, I really think. I mean, he's probably been in many, many movies. He's probably in his. I mean, he was in the, what, the, we saw Taking of Pelham 123 the other day for the first time. Mm-hmm. He was in that and he was a real creeper in that. Mm hmm. And I said that he just... Um, I was just saying, like, 
he's probably in his 40s in this movie, which then I go, oh, man, oh, he's in his 40s. Like, that's not 40s now. But, um, but so he's been in a ton of movies. But, like, this Gary Marshall made him just, like, kind of the loves of our life. <laughs> I really think he did. I mean, we, we want his approval. We want his, you know, his admiration, I think, for our whole life. I said that he... Looks cool, talks smooth, dispenses life advice, and helps all the lost young ladies out of their problems. <laughs> it's true. That, that is because... That's just what he does in life. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's not so bad, right? I mean, and just the way... I said this to you, like, this is one of my favorite parts. I mean, and this is probably a little bit later, but it comes... It happens multiple times. When he just sees her walk by and he smiles <laughs> and just, like, is, you know... Be- his admiration for her it's just like it's just so special you know every time that he sees her he he sees her for who she is much quicker than than anybody else does really so we're at dinner okay and i said the fine dining well first of all if you go to a nice restaurant now they just bring you what you need that's true like you don't have to know all the rules thank you for that people they just you need some chopsticks i'll bring some chopsticks you need a fork to bring a fork you need a spoon bring a spoon they'll (laughs) take it away when it's done They'll bring you, know, you a special. They'll bring you a knife or whatever, whatever, whatever kind of meat order, that you order. You don't have to worry about it. Just, just, just enjoy. And I love that. But I do love that that is like a bonding moment of like here's this this older man who is the company that Richard Gere is going to take over or he's planning to trying to you know an old school guy who's just you know probably rough and tumble and become a, a million billionaire. And he's you know he's he's relating to her like I've never known I've never known what fork to use because she's like. There's no salad. That's the only fork I know, which I think is adorable. <laughs> um, and she, I just noted, like, she is doing some really solid physical comedy oh, yes. behind them while they're talking business and getting mad. She is just like, she's making these faces and doing these. I mean, she's really, really hamming it up. I just wonder how much of that, like, is just like, you let her go. Um, but I've never thought of her as an improviser. No, not at all. But she's, I mean, I think she got a Golden Globe for this. Okay, Nominated great. for an Oscar. So, I mean, and deservingly so. Yeah, she's fantastic in this. And I said, this dining scene is the scene from Princess, I said, like, this is ripping off Princess Diaries. And I, like, rewind. <laughs> <laughs> but Gary, of- Gary Marshall directed Princess Diaries, too. So he's kind of taking off his own mm-hmm. scene, which I love. I love. I think he does that many times. Yeah, the, 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 the throwing the thing. It might even be the same actor that catches it. it happens all the time. And it could be. That's, that's his jam. I know. I mean. And at the end where they're eating the the spumante or whatever. and uh, The like gel- it's probably gelato sor- sorbet. sorbet sorbet is, sorbet. A, is a palate cleanser gotcha yeah so that's, that's probably what it is that's a big moment they even in- have a dinner yet true true um, that's that's why because they get up and leave and say i hope you enjoy your dinner so they're ah, palate gotcha. cleansing with the sorbet yeah so yeah um julie roberts eats the mint or whatever that's on the sorbet and makes a funny face <laughs> and uh, mia thermopolis uh gets a, a brain freeze right and i said all this standing when a lady uh stands What's what's your what's your take on that? I don't. know. You like a little bit of old fashioned manners, but I do. But that seems a lot of like there's napkins on people's laps. You got to pick it up, figure out what to do. Yeah, I I don't I don't think it's. Necessary. I feel like that seems a little excessive. I agree. I mean, I I don't need. I even like don't really know what to do when the waiter's gonna push my chair in. I mean, like that feels <laughs> weird. It's like I because I'm probably gonna have to adjust it anyway. So it's like let's just let me let me do it. Yeah, like you're not gonna get it right. 
No, like you're and gonna it, like. Is it gonna be offensive to you when I fix what you messed up? Yeah, like I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody. They're doing their job. They're doing a great job. They're doing more than a job. Like, and they're if we're going to a restaurant where they're doing that, but yeah, it's like I'm still gonna scoot in. I mean, that just is what it is. But I, I, I do, I do have a little note that you know said she's doing all that physical comedy. I mean, she is Lucille Ball for a little bit. Like we see her watching Lucille Ball. And, you know, laughing, probably overly laughing, but I guess she's supposed to be kind of drunk because um, she's, she's the only one drinking that bottle of champagne because he doesn't drink. I think um, I actually read, I don't know if it's true or not, but I actually read a trivia about this that uh, I guess uh, Gary Marshall was actually tickling her feet to get those laughs because he couldn't, couldn't get her, get to, her laugh. To, to laugh very convincingly. <laughs> the, well, I didn't really feel like her laugh in that moment was super convincing, um, like while she's watching Lucille Ball. But like there there definitely, I think, is a callback to like she's being this person. Mm-hmm. And then I have I don't remember exactly the context, but she said, like, you know, don't with everybody except with you. Like, isn't that what every guy wants to hear? Well, and he knows that that's not true because she's being candid with him because he's like, it was good business. The talk was good. Yeah. And, and like she puts it in perspective. Like and she's like, when I'm turning tricks, you know, <laughs> and when I, which is what she's like, when I'm doing business, it, she uses it interchangeable. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, except, you know, I'm not going to give you my, oh, I just inside baseballed. Oh, then he gets, he's kind of, you know, the dude, uh, the older man makes reference to his dad. So we mm-hmm. kind of have a dad moment and he, he's going to go downstairs we find out later to go play the piano, which he does amazingly. And he kind of face waterfalls her just a little bit. <laughs> like it's, it's a little weird of a, like, you know, like under her chin and her face, like I'll be back. And it's like, mm, I don't know. Like it seemed too intimate and not, it seemed uncomfortable. So after the piano scene, I mean, we're we just get gonna... some dining at the Y going on. I mean, huh? Oh. That, that's a euphemism for going down. Oh, okay. I was just like, we're just going to skip over the piano scene, which is probably the hottest thing in this whole movie. I, and I just said that because they, they kind of like showed, you know, the camera going down mm-hmm. behind the door. Mm-hmm. I, said, I bet Hector Elizondo is watching. <laughs> I, bet, I said, he's probably not working the night shift. He would not have allowed this to happen. I said, be like, he approves of a lady's pleasure, <laughs> but just not in his piano bar. <laughs> right. Like. They're going to have to get that retuned. <laughs> He's got somebody snappy on it just like, I now. bet Hector Elizondo goes down like the best of them. I mean, I mean he maybe. is probably like taking all sorts of classes from all sorts of monks and stuff. <laughs> I mean, he is. It seems, in, it seems so inappropriate because he just is so revered. But he probably does. He cares. Yes, I know he it, cares. Does, it, does he not seem like the kind of guy that would want his lady to have a good time? He does. He does. I mean, yeah, I agree. But I do have like he's. He, I'm sure he's not working the night shift, and someone's gonna. He's get, someone's getting an earful. Like, why is the piano so out of tune? <laughs> well, um, Mr. like, what's this smudge on the piano, <laughs> Mr. Lewis, sir? <laughs> and to have the the elevator guy is so cute, <laughs> and he's part of the Marshall Squad. Okay. Yeah, he. I don't know. I know he's in Princess. Uh, diaries he's the neighbor like mr robitussin or something okay okay but i'm sure he shows up more um, we might have to watch more gary marshall he he really because i was looking through princess diaries to see who else i recognized um but i saw someone else who's in a league of their own but what made me do that is so the um the front desk clerk mm-hmm. girl that takes the envelope from her for kit that we see a bunch of times she is the queen's assistant. 
Oh my goodness, I get it. In the Princess Diaries, yes. I was like, I know that face, yes. and her last name is Marshall. I don't know how they're related. I haven't, lo- you know, gone that far, but she's a Marshall. Okay, so she she's in stuff. She's in the dynasty. I was like, I know that face. I know that face. Yeah. So she she's another one that shows up. The next thing I have is the getting dressed montage. Oh, yes. You guys might not know me as well as Jenny does, but every time, like, fashion show! (laughs) (laughs) Anytime, like, I need to clean out my closet. I need to, like, get rid of some stuff. Yeah, he's like, Like, girls just want to fun. I just want to be that guy that there's like, shakes his head, shakes his head, shakes his head, like, nod like, <laughs> that's the one. Oh, i just i love every time they do that in every show every movie every anything it's just i just want that in my life <laughs> like top 10 bucket list things is to be able to be in a fashion montage makeover or whatever from from a movie from the 80s i just uh i love it that's 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 why I, well, that's one of the reasons why i love you it's special um <laughs> but we have that montage being facilitated by pretty woman by pretty woman with amazing Roy orbison the, the title the title track um also the manager of the store is paolo mm-hmm. the stylist from the princess diaries um He's, you know, crazy and wacky and fun. And he calls all the girls, Mary Catherine, Mary Pat, and Mary Frances. All the Marys. I don't know. They seem like they are. But it was such a weird choice. <laughs> like, why is that a thing? And then I have, yeah, pretty, pretty Woman montage. It's so great. Yeah. I mean, it's ordering pizza. There's like, she's making someone give up their tie. I mean, everything's happening. It's so good. I wonder if the soundtrack of this was a hit. I don't I know. Like pretty Woman. It's an old song, but it, I don't know. I'm guessing it's an old song. I, I kind of have from like the 1960 to 1990, you know, you get like your uptown girls that maybe sound just sort of nebulous as to when they really were your Pretty Woman's. I feel like, I think Pretty Woman is older. I mean, I was aware of it because, I mean, we listen to the oldie station all the time and, you know, that's, that's kind of my dad's wheelhouse. Um, I just feel like Uptown Girl really messes with my brain because it just sounds like a song that should be 20 years older. And It does, but that's Billy Joel's vibe too. He's, I, he I know, throws I a 60s vibe on a lot of stuff. Um, but, I mean, the soundtrack, you think of like you got Roxette, mm-hmm. Must Have Been Love, um, I'm trying to think what else we have. Uh, Wild Women. I wonder if they had to pay Prince. I wonder if Prince is on the soundtrack. I'm sure they had to pay Prince. Uh, Prince always got paid. But I wonder if he's on the soundtrack or if that's it was just her kind of I mean, that's singing. like Prince. I, I feel like I don't know what Prince's first motto was, but his second motto like, is Prince pay gets Pay me my money <laughs> in cash. Yeah, Prince gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, um like, it just it gets paid. I know that wasn't really a Prince noise, but and then I just have heart. Um, I'm just calling Hector Elizondo H E in my notes. Okay. H E admiration. Like as she just walks by in her hat and like you know, of course there's the big scene of her going back into the store of the the chicks that like, you know, were rude to her and she's like, You work on commission, right? Big mistake. Big like you'll you'll catch it now because you're gonna hear people say that. People say, big mistake, big, like all the time, like as kind of a movie quote. Um, and that's what they're talking about. Okay. And uh, it's it's great. I mean, she's, I'll probably start seeing it tomorrow. You probably will. Uh, um, and then I just have 1990, Kenny G. 
<laughs> like she's got Kenny G or I don't know, but it sounds like Kenny G playing for him to come back and she's wearing just the tie that she... Uh, the tie and the shoes. The tie and the shoes. That's, that, that's pretty hot. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. And then they're in the tub and, you know, that's super intimate. I told I mean, you there was going to be some bathing in this. Yeah. I mean, there there is. There yeah. is. And it's, but it's very, it's intimate in a different way. It's yeah. not sexual. No, no, not at all. At all. all. Um, but I also wonder, like, when does he have time to, like, get his, like, chest waxed or whatever? He does not seem, I, I can't decide. Like, he seems like all the frills and no frills at the same time, you know? Like, he's all about business. He's he got very hairy arms for a man with no hair on his chest. Hmm. I didn't even notice his arms, hmm. honestly. No, I did because I, I noticed, I was like, well, he's, you know, he's got some arm definition. Like, when does he have time to work out? Does he prioritize that? Because he's not sleeping, really. He doesn't really eat. He works all night. So when is this person, he doesn't seem like someone who, like, makes an appointment to go get groomed or to go to the gym. But, I mean, he is also just, like, an actor in the, in the 90s, so that's part of it. I mean, he's not as jacked as, like, somebody now, but he's fit. So we've been to Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. The one thing I could remember was there weren't thousands of sex workers there. No, we were there during the day. True, true. There were lots of like drunk Iron Men. And... Yeah, and like sad Spider Men. Yeah, sorry, just Spider Men. <laughs> I don't know Spider-Man. how. I don't know how to say it. Spider Man. <laughs> it doesn't sound right either. Well, because we were talking about that. Like, was it New York or was it uh, where we saw the? Oh, like Times the, Square. The, yeah, was it Times Square or was it uh, Hollywood Boulevard? We saw the projectile vomiting Iron Man, but I, I think. I have I have a very visceral memory of it being in front of a Walt Disney Broadway show, so I'm pretty sure it was New York. Yeah. I don't know if it was Aladdin or if it was um, Lion King. I don't know, but I remember what. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was in. I'm pretty I, sure I, that just, was New York. just off of Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, then I've got the polo match. Okay, rich white people out there, email us and tell us what's the deal with polo. I don't get it. I don't know. I mean. I, I don't know. It's British. I mean, I listen to a lot of like little, you know, British fiction stuff. And I assume all British people are white, rich white people, and all rich white people are British. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna make a role models. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you're white, you're Ben Affleck. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's true. <laughs> I mean, even people in like Connecticut that are rich start to sound like Brits. Uh, it's just. Oh, yes. They have uh, <laughs> the minute. I can't do it right now. I can't. Sorry. You can't do your Catherine Hepburn? Oh, no. Um, you need to have like three more drinks to do your Catherine Hepburn? <laughs> well, I have to have like a, a jumping off point. It's like, Dexter. Oh, I, I just couldn't possibly. Like, oh, that doesn't sound right. Sorry. Let's cut it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come up. I'm, I'm much better than this, guys. And the stomping of the divots. Right. You were like, is this a thing? Like, I don't know. Why would I know? I don't know polo. I mean, you went to a fancy magnet school, so we didn't have. We didn't even have football. We didn't even have football because we didn't. You were too have... busy doing lacrosse and polo. No, no, we and didn't... synchronized swimming and diving no. and. No, our our gym did not open. The floor didn't open up, and there was like a pool there for Jimmy Stewart to fall into. We didn't even have grounds. We played ultimate frisbee in the parking lot of the So May Center as it was being built, which then became what. Gaylord, then the Bridge. I, I feel Bridgestone like had, Arena now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, and in, in where where our hockey plays uh, is, I I have stomped an ultimate frisbee um, <laughs> prior. Um, 
So yeah, we've got the polo match, which I think is probably the most stolen scene from My Fair Lady. Oh, definitely, definitely. We don't have her standing out in the same way as we do as Move Your Bloomin' um, with the horse racing but She's scene. standing out and she's being delightful. Like Everybody's envious of Yeah, of she's her. like, you know, she's throwing it around. She does it in Arsenio Hall whoop uh, and like arm <laughs> gesture, which I think is probably the most, the closest thing. But, and George ruins it. Oh, man. Man, does George ruin it. He, I mean, now... Like, it's like seeing like the industrial espionage and like no she's a prostitute like that was hilarious and then like he like takes it and takes a turn he does i mean he's well we gotta make him even grosser than you know because he, he's not bad enough just to walk away from as being his lawyer of 10 years right. who like has helped him make these deals he's got for him to separate a truly and, and take a diversion he's got to be he's got to even become worse mm-hmm. because well the next shot he's cheating at desktop pool <laughs> <laughs> like what kind of a sociopath is that? <laughs> i mean yeah you gotta win in your own your own game against yourself uh, I didn't even notice that. That's hilarious. I did. He's notice- like moving the balls around before he sets up the shots. Like he was like playing desktop pool. Like that's weird. Yeah, he's moving the balls in between the shots <laughs> to make it easier. Oh man. Oh, and she says, "Are these your friends?" And he says, "I spend time with them." And she said, "No wonder you came looking for me." Mm. Like you know, just kind of an outsider viewing. Like these people are kind of hollow and empty and i wouldn't i wouldn't throw that at everyone in that event but we don't get to meet that many people but i mean obviously george's wife which i recognize her um she's not julianne moore is she marion in robin hood prince of uh, men in tights i recognized her as being having think- a lot of tall red hair but i did not exactly i think that she's more of a comedian okay um, I think that's 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 where I remember her from most, not recently, but just like most notably. But yeah, I mean, she's obviously like she runs off to like, oh, so-and-so from, from the gym, which I think is a guy. So I think we're kind of maybe alluding that he's like, oh, you know, she's a, she spends a lot of time at the gym so that, so that they're not really like having the best relationship, but they're fine with that. Like that's the way their relationship works. And maybe, you know, that's the illusion that that's the way everyone's relationship in that kind of environment and that class if you will is is having oh but but also she asked her like you know where did you meet him whatever um and he's like 976 babe (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was hilarious i I was into it i was into it i mean 976 numbers is you know anyone under our age know what a 976 number is i think there's a documentary i got it Oh, really? Email that I might be interested in, which I'm a little worried about, but about kind of (laughs) phone sex lines and everything. Oh, you're on so many lists. (laughs) I mean, they're wondering who's still interested in Playboy right now. And they're like, oh, this guy. (laughs) He must must be interested in this 976 documentary. He bought the entire archives of National Lampoon and Playboy (laughs) magazine. He must be a real horn dog. (laughs) Ooh. Not a poon hound, though. <laughs> I still need to do a Venn diagram of that. <laughs> um, that's where I'm a nerd. Oh, she gets upset because she's like, you know, if you were going to tell everybody who I was and where I'm from, why did you get me dressed up? I would have been able to handle them more in my own clothes, like in my own environment. I would have been able, I would have had my guard up. I wouldn't have I would been. have had my knife on me, you know. Basically. She would have at least had a stiletto. <laughs> I mean, not these 1990s heels. 1990 heels are BS. I'm sorry. I remember, I mean, I 
had a big enough foot when I was in middle school to wear women's shoes and like, ugh, a little like these little bitty dumb heels. I mean, not that I was trying to learn, but still like they were appropriate enough for me to wear as a middle schooler. And that's what women wore. They're just boring. Um, so yeah, she would have had her stiletto boots. She could have knifed a guy with her stiletto. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm sorry, you know, but you're my kind of, you're my employee. And then she's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go. And he, she doesn't take the money. And he's kind of like, he realizes like, no, like, and so we have this. I said the gears heart grew two sizes. (laughs) That's funny. We had a little moment with the elevator guy again. He's like going down and she like shakes her head like, you know, and he's like, like, (laughs) but also wrote down like that note. I've never noticed it before. Like he follows her into the hallway in his socks. That seems like a really big deal. That's a big step for him. He's not, it doesn't seem like a guy who, I mean, when his tie's undone, his shirt collar is, is, he's unbuttoned a little bit. He's not the way he'd want to be seen in the world. And he, he exits and is in public, um, so to speak, with her like that. And yeah, I think that was, that was a subtle choice to say, you know, that his heart had grown two sizes that day. And I just have so many iconic looks. I mean, this movie is just full of iconic looks. I mean, even her, her sex worker look. Oh, is, her streetwalker outfit is. I know that look. Mm-hmm. I know the red dress. I know the brown and the brown and polka dotted dress. Uh huh. Um, for sure. The the whole the whole scene with her in the red dress, and like the snapping of the jewelry box, and her laughing. That I mean, that's just. It's oh, so I've great. seen that in a thousand montages. Mm-hmm. It's just so perfect, and she's just yeah, she's just so delightful. <laughs> I just she has the best laugh, and then I just laughed at the like the runway red carpet that's like five feet long <laughs> they go take a private jet and then they go to the opera in san francisco that's a bold move gear bold move taking a girl to the opera i we we go to ballets but we had to ease our way in you know we started with the lizzie borden ballet we figure like we're gonna you know jenny's been dancing her whole life i still like you want to go swan like no it sounds too boring you know? it's so long it's a, it's a lot so yeah i mean i enjoy it for what it is um but yeah in terms of like just sitting and like really getting into you know i think that our our ballet the national ballet does an amazing job of of creating really entertaining and accessible and appropriate length Yes, that's a that's a huge deal because Swan Lake is beautiful, the Nutcracker is beautiful, but like they're long, they're really long. And operas are longer, I think. Yeah, and and yeah, they are. I mean, they're beautiful. I mean, I that was a path I was on for a while. I can't imagine having done like doing that. No. Honestly, we'll, we'll go being see an, an opera, opera sometime this next season, and we'll we'll report back to you guys. But boy, it just seems long. Yeah, I mean, our attention spans have been broken by podcasts. By a ton of things, just by the, the way we were brought up. I mean, our attention spans, we just don't have it. And then, so then I have, you know, she convinces him to take a day off. And so I have, is it popping a squat or copping a squat? Like, I'd say popping a squat. That's what I've always thought, but it sounded like she said copping a squat. And so I don't know now. I always thought it was pop a squat. And I feel like that's where that came. Like, it had to exist prior, but that's where it came into like the, the lexicon. I hate when you learn something that you've said your whole life is wrong. Well, I've never, that's not really been, I've never, I've, I'm sure I've said Papa Squat. Oh, but see, like, I have like 
harsh and threatening memories of you know things that I would say as a child. My parents would say right back to me because they thought it was cute that I was saying it wrong, and then I would say it in public and be ridiculed forever. And I'm sure you weren't ridiculed forever, but I know that's the way that it felt. Sorry. You know my personality type, and you know that's exactly... I know. I know. Sorry, we're not getting into... I don't have 88 inches of leg therapy by <laughs> any stretch. Sorry. Um, I'll take what you got, lover. <laughs> and then just have... We see no nudity. This is a movie about... Technically, it's really a movie about falling in love and changing your heart and opening up and letting people in. But it's a movie about someone who is a sex worker and we see zero nudity. I feel like there might have been a little bit of boob in, behind the bed thing. But I feel like there was... He quickly moves over. That's when it, I write the note. Right. Like, there's barely... like, like I feel like that, that, that's, that's like plausible deniability nudity. Like, if you saw it, maybe you could pretend you didn't in front of your parents. <laughs> we know what's happening. I mean, in other scenes where we blatantly see her, she's wearing a bra. Right. She never takes off a bra. We don't even see her. We see her bare back in a nightgown, but we don't see her bare back of like the implied bare breasts. Right, right. But no, I feel like there might have been something, but I definitely feel like that's plausible deniability. I definitely, I, I would, that would be one of those where we could all just pretend we, we didn't see anything. Right. And nobody has to talk about it afterwards. Don't have to bring it up at dinner tomorrow, you know. <laughs> I mean, because the sexiest thing that's happening in that scene is that they're kissing. Yeah. You know, that's that's the pivotal thing, that they're kissing, um, that they're both, you know, they're they're falling in love. And she says she loves him and he hears her. But he's I mean, he he pretends like he doesn't. He's he's asleep. But this so he doesn't have knows. to be like Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have to be like true lies. <laughs> I mean, so he knows what the stakes are, you know, towards the end when he's when he's talking about, you know, how he'd like to continue to have her in his life. So then then I have the whole little note about the the desk girl and then I just have Cinda Fuckadrella, which I just love. I love it. It's so good. I mean, Laura Santacomo is well used in this movie. Oh, yes. Yes. She she comes in little spurts. She's so fantastic. She's I, never on screen and not contributing. Right. She's always, we know exactly who she is every moment of, of her. We, we don't have to spend a lot of time getting to know her. And she just, she brings that, she's the hooker with a heart of gold. Is that Sweet Charity? Is that the tagline from Sweet Charity? Ugh, it might be. It might be. I, I feel like that, that maybe is what that is. But, which is a, an amazing Broadway musical. It's it's devastating. It's Another one that the movie was great. And then the, you go see the actual music like, oh, like no, no, that's how it ends. It's, like, <laughs> it's sad. It's sad, y'all. And then it's how. Just watch this instead. Yeah, it's better. I'm going to cut Sweet Charity and, and replace it with this. Uh, I'm, I'm calling it right now. Okay. That's fair. Sorry, Shirley MacLaine. But Let me do you're out. Shirley MacLaine. So then we're packing up. You know, he wants to, he wants to put her up in an apartment. He wants to save her. And. I do think there's a little bit of a mixed message of she's like she wants a white knight, which is technically someone who's going to save her, but she doesn't want to be saved. I, I don't I don't think they do the best job of that illusion. Maybe it would have picked something else. I think most romantic comedies, which I would guess this is romantic comedy. I would say most of those the last the reason for the last fight is not great. Like things are going well enough, and then there's something that causes friction, and it's never that clever what causes the friction. 
I mean, we need it to have that big reconciliation moment, but well, I think the friction. I mean, overall, like the friction has built to a certain degree because he tells Jason Alexander, like she knows she she sees the writing on the wall. But like, they sort of they sort of get over that, but then I don't know. Yeah, she says like, "You hurt me. Never do it again." It's so just good and clean, and mm-hmm. um, I love it. But she knows she knows that like where is this gonna go like even though we are we have this huge connection we are like almost the same person but she's willing to be more open than he is for sure i think but she's like she knows and she doesn't want she doesn't want it half-assed you know i don't want to just be like here and you take care of me you 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 feel good about yourself because you know i'm safe because of the things that you've put in place um but you don't really care about truly what happens to me like do i have a career do i have you got no bleeding heart <laughs> sorry <laughs> you know like do i have a really am i allowed to have a relationship like if, if this happens to like you don't want a relationship with me you know none of that's being said but that can kind of be applied like you own me now do you continue to own me am i still in your employ when you're paying for all these things you know when he sees it as like this big grand gesture of like I'm doing this and like this is this is all I know how to do. This is probably even more than I've done for other people in my life, even though I've had them living with me. But it's not enough. And I, I appreciate her calling it for what it is. We don't I mean, I guess we are to assume at the end that like he's saying, I want to be with you, like truly be with you. But we don't actually know what that winds up being and not to like completely ruin everything. But but I just did. Hey. We get, we get kissy at the end. That I'm taking it. I'm taking it. And she tells Hector to stay cool. Like Lilas. She writes it in his yearbook. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, and then we have Roxette in, in the limo as Daryl, which I wish, I feel like Daryl would have been a really good character. I wanted to see more of Daryl. A little Darryl. more Daryl. Yeah. Because he's got some, some he, he knows what's going on. He's laughing at, at uh, Richard Garris. He's like going up the fire escape and knows he's scared. And I, I, we could have used more Daryl. Oh, and I said, is this where my love affair with jeans, a t-shirt, and a blazer started? Oh, I, I vividly noticed that. Like, she looks amazing, and I love it. Like, and I love that. Like, That's pretty I, much been my outfit since I was 16. So. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I love doing that, too. I mean, I probably stopped doing it because you probably do it more. So, I'm like, we don't need to look the same. That looks weird. We're not, like, some sort of weird, strange couple that, like, dresses the same. Oh, I can cut it back. <laughs> Well, like, I don't do t-shirts really as much anymore, but like, you know, a blazer and a jean, like I think is, is a hot look. Well, just let me know ahead of time and I'll, I'll throw on, <laughs> I'll throw on like a pea coat or something and you can, you can go blazer. <laughs> we'll coordinate. I just have a couple more notes. So. I've been out of notes for 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Sorry. I just watched the end of this movie and was just like, like bobbing up and down and clapping. <laughs> I, it, was a, it was a lot of fun, but I, I. Yeah, I got out of watching it critically. I was just watching it and enjoying myself. It, it does. I mean, I just have a few notes. Like, I have a note in the credits, but that's it. Little little fun notes. Just like, you know, the new roommate that, that Kit's getting. She's like, I don't really have any stuff. Carlos burned all my <laughs> stuff that I sold him. I was moving out. <laughs> then we have the Hollywood again. Then I have, in, yeah, in the credits, they have Hector Elizondo listed as the hotel manager. He had a name. He had a name. And that was a plot point. A little bit, like... She immediately knew his name and learned it. And that was like part of Richard Gere becoming like a whole man was knowing his name was like Bernard Thompson. I just 
think that he deserved to be more than the hotel manager. Like, hotel operator guy was like hotel operator guy <laughs> Daryl or something. <laughs> or I forgot what his name was, but he had like a, a five word name. I mean, in, in Hector Elizondo is an and. Like, he's and mm-hmm. in this credit. So he's a big deal. He's already a big deal at this moment. And he's the hotel manager? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like I read somewhere that one of his later credits is as always. As like, always, Hector. Yes. <laughs> In our hearts forever. <laughs> um, and Stacy Keach Sr. is the senator. I didn't realize oh. that Stacy Keach had a dad who was an actor before him. No, I didn't know. I mean, I just thought he just came birthed into this world as a grumpy old dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I knew him before American History X and Titus, which, boy, Titus is a timestamp. Well, so is... So it's American, American History, History X. X. Like that's way too different. Like, <laughs> yeah, to to he's playing uh, basically the same character, <laughs> like racist old man. And yeah, in a racist movie, and then I mean, I in just a dumb dumb comedy, done redneck comedy, basically. But yeah, Titus. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody man. listening to this watched Titus. Oh, but we watched it every Tuesday night. We we didn't have labs on Tuesday night in college, so we'd all go over to Matt's house and cook oh, dinner. Oh, you mean it must-see viewing? No, but it was <laughs> the TV that was on mm-hmm. the day that we all had an evening free. Got it. Okay. And so it was on. We had, I think Grounded for Life was on that day, too. And no, we didn't care to watch it, but it was just – it was what was on. Got it. Okay. Got it. Well, I, I think that's it, babe. I just – Want to go and watch another Gary Marshall movie? I mean, go watch Princess Diaries. Tonight? I love Princess Diaries. It's so fun. I mean, I I don't know if it hold up is relative because it's very formulaic. Yes, yes. But there are things about it that I do love. We did flipping through. I think we're gonna add Exit to Eden to our uh, to our one of our drawing things mm-hmm. because that's a movie that I don't think I'd thought of in 25 years but as soon as i saw what it was, was like i remember that movie being heavily advertised and thinking this is evil and forbidden and i, I mean it's dan Aykroyd and rosie o'donnell, rosie o'donnell in like bdsm attire I think on the like cover undercover in like a swingers resort or yeah. run by dana delaney i know dana delaney who is Anna maney dana delaney yeah that uh, doesn't i mean i, I that doesn't tell me who that, she is. I think I just know her from the Animaniacs theme song. Oh, I feel like I know. And from that, but. Okay. Well, anyway, we can do with that as we will. Um, all right. So we will We have some takeaways, a few things we need to deep dive on. So we'll see you guys next week as we deep dive. Thanks for hanging out. Hope you love this. If this is the first time you're watching it, um, I hope you loved it as well. And we love your feedback. You can send it to um, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail or get on our DMs at uh, Forbidden Cinema on Instagram. And we will see y'all soon. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.